I don't know how they did it, but they did it. The Boston Celtics win game six. Derek White beats the buzzer with a putback. Oh, my God. Let's talk about it right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J-team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O.B. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm here for you every day, Monday through Friday, bonus podcast on a day like this, when the Boston Celtics win game six of the Eastern Conference Finals. Subscribe to the show if you're not a subscriber. If you open up your favorite podcasting app and subscribe, this show gets dropped directly to your device when I publish the show, you can watch a show on YouTube. You can ring the bell, get notified when I drop the video as well. If you are watching on YouTube, first of all, I'm John Corrales. I used to play. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I chose this spot at the Kaseya Center because over my shoulder, over my right shoulder, is the exact spot. My thumb is right at the spot where Derek White put back a Marcus Smart miss. I'm I'm sitting, this is the hash mark, I am sitting basically within a few feet of where the ball was inbounded. And I got to tell you, still kind of not sure how this all went down. Uh, luckily, this is a weekend show. I can just kind of riff about this. Tomorrow's show, I'll get into a little bit more analysis. I'll get into a little bit more of diving into the game and, and maybe getting to some things that I, I probably will kind of gloss over at this point. So tomorrow's podcast, we're heading it's Memorial Day weekend. So you get like a couple of holiday podcasts. But this is just one to celebrate. This really is just one to celebrate because, oh, my God. They they pulled this thing out. The season was over for the second straight series of game six on the road with all the fans jumping around and people with their phones out recording the scene because they want to record this history. Oh, my God, the Heat are going to the finals, just like the Sixers fans said. Oh, my God, the Sixers are getting out of the second round. And fans were recording and people were jumping around. And I'm watching everybody. I was just, damn. Here we go again. Game six on the road. And it wasn't the exact same way. But Derek White comes up with three seconds left. And tips the ball in. And I just want to say, Marcus Smart acknowledged this after the game. If it wasn't for the Philadelphia series and that, that lesson being hammered home, I don't know if this would have gone the exact same way. Remember game four where they had a ton of time. They couldn't even get a shot off. And we were saying probably should have gotten the shot off 
with a few seconds left so you can at least get a shot at a tip-in, give yourself another chance. Marcus Smart gave the Celtics another chance. So Derek White's over here inbounding the ball. Jason Tatum comes over. He's covered. Jalen Brown, second option, comes over. He's covered. Marcus Smart, the count is going. It's 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. We're at about four, and the ball has to come in. Smart flashes, turns, and fires. He said after the game, that felt good. It felt good coming out of his hands, he said. And you look, that was a half inch from falling. That was a half inch from Marcus Smart winning the game. Now, maybe they would have put like two tenths on the clock, considering uh, Derek White had time to rebound and put it back. So the ball would have gone through. The buzzer would have sounded. They would have put some time back on the clock. So we don't know exactly how it would have gone. But the way it missed was just perfect. So Derek White inbounds the ball, and he's such a smart player. This guy is such a smart basketball player. It's amazing. Like, I am just in awe of him and on a general, regular basis. Like, Derek White has been phenomenal for this team he's been amazing for this team and yeah in this series has jimmy butler found some ways to kind of bully him a little bit sure but also white has figured out how to defend it took like a few games but now he has figured out how to defend jimmy butler and he does a really good job he blocked jimmy butler straight up he blocked him in transition he got back in transition he stays vertical he does an amazing job on on butler now he's done a really really good job so, White inbounds the ball and immediately is like, I have to be available for a pitch back because a lot of times, and you heard uh, Stan Van Gundy say it on the broadcast, a lot of times the inbounder is the most dangerous guy on a, on a play. I remember when I was playing, we had a ton of out-of-bounds plays where the, the play was drawn up for you. Like, I, I knew every single time I inbounded the ball from out of bounds. The play was for me. And so he's dangerous. Smart gets the ball. Derek White, hands up, ready. Watch that play again. Hands up, ready, because he knows that he's going to have to, if Smart feels like he's covered and he can't turn around and hit that shot, he's going to kick it right back to Derek White because the way it was being defended. And White was going to catch and shoot himself. So then he sees Smart turn and fire. And Derek, after the game, says, you know, I, I came in and kind of relocated down to the corner. And then I saw the shot go up. And said, I'm not doing any good in the corner. I got to crash. The ball just kind of lips out. Nice, soft touch. So this is just pure luck. This is absolute pure luck. Lips out, falls directly into Derek White's hands for the putback. Now, if you watch it again, if the ball had gone the other way, Jason Tatum was right there. In fact, in my mind's eye, I see Jason Tatum's like entire like torso at the rim. I don't think he jumped that high. But watch it again. Tatum was up there ready for a putback. If that had gone the other way, we'd be talking about Jason Tatum's putback slam that would have been the game winner. But credit to the Celtics 
for just continuing to fight, right? Like some of this was their own fault, of course, because they had typical fourth quarter starting to walk the ball up the floor. Like they kept on doing it. And I think they're, they're just tired at that point. They they're trying to, to just execute and and get the best possible shot. And, And I don't think they had it in them necessarily to just keep pushing, pushing, pushing. I think both teams were pretty tired. And you look at the final numbers, Jason Tatum played 44 minutes. Jalen Brown played 39. And that was with foul trouble. He sat with some foul trouble. 42 for White, 42 for Smart. Jimmy Butler played 46 minutes. Bam Adebayo played 45 and a half. Caleb Martin played 40 and a half. Lots of minutes. Gabe Vincent played 41. Lots of minutes all over the floor. But the Celtics, you know, when you're in a position there for a last second shot, it has to be good and bad luck. You have to you have to put yourself in a position. They were up nine with three and change to go. They were up ten with uh, about five, just under five minutes to go. But the last three minutes of the game was kind of hot garbage for the Celtics. And, and meanwhile, Jimmy Butler, who had been just awful. I don't know if I have the first through third. I just got a pile of paperwork here. I just... Piles and piles of paper. First through. Okay, here we go. How about that? And all of this, this is what I need. <laughs> Two of 15. First quarter through the third quarter for Jimmy Butler. Nine points. One of three from three. Four of four from the line. Final box. Here we go. Five of 21. So he hit three of six in the fourth quarter. 12 of 14 from the line. So he goes into the fourth quarter, four of four. He takes 10 free throws in the fourth quarter. uh, And he hit eight. So he missed two free throws. Jimmy Butler missed two free throws. Missed free throws. You can go back and say Jimmy Butler missed two, but Jalen Brown missed one. Marcus Smart missed one. So missed free throws all over the place. That could have changed this game. But Jimmy Butler goes off. He finishes with 24 points. He had 15 in the fourth quarter. Uh, He hits a three. Al Horford fouls him on the three-point shot. And I, I, you know, look, no, you don't want to foul in that situation. And, you know, Marcus Smart afterwards, like, you know, kind of, he didn't want to foul. We know it is what it is. It happens sometimes. And it's true. It's true. You know, Al is a smart player. He he didn't want to foul in that spot. For a second there, I thought he might have just gotten the ball. But that's a tough, that's a really tough play. You're guarding Jimmy Butler. Uh, you could have just said, hey, let him, let him take that three. He's not a three-point shooter, but you know, this is this is what he does, right? He when he needs to hit one, he'll hit one because he's Jimmy Butler. He found a way. He was terrible the whole night. In the fourth quarter, he found a way to give Miami a lead. The Celtics, with their slow kind of walk up, it just it invites these kinds of runs, it, and and hopefully they they can see that. Hopefully they can look back on that and maybe not do that anymore. You got to go out there and close out these games. Close it out. Go take the win. Don't hold on for the win. Go take the win. But the Celtics did play well. They did defend. They did, you know, I, I thought they generally did a good job. 
I just felt like that was we were we were back into game seven of last year. We're back at game seven and the Celtics with a lead and slowing the ball down and, and making the same mistakes. And here comes Jimmy Butler. And it was it was shaping up to be the exact same thing. In fact, if Horford didn't foul him on that three, that could have been another situation where Butler comes down, takes a three, short, short rims it. And that would have been the storyline, which would have been a fun storyline to talk about and write about to say two years in a row, Jimmy Butler has them on the ropes and can't finish it off. Now, of course, major, major difference here is that was game seven last year. This is game six. But the Celtics put themselves in this position. But damn it, credit to them for fighting because in the fourth quarter, Two offensive rebounds for Jason Tatum. Two offensive rebounds for Jalen Brown. The big offensive rebound for uh, for Derek White. They had six offensive rebounds all told in the fourth quarter. They fought. I've I've been tough on these guys after the first three losses, but look, credit where credit is due. They fought. They worked. They didn't play perfectly. They made mistakes, but they never stopped fighting. They never gave up. And it's funny because Jason Tatum afterwards said, you know, you're not thinking about that stuff in the moment. You're not thinking about like, oh, God, we blew it. Oh, God, the season's over. You just think there's three seconds left. How do we make a play? The game is 48 minutes long. And actually, it took 48 minutes and a fraction of an extra second by the time that ball went through. But you got to play through the whole 48. And you can look back throughout the course of the game. Like Duncan Robinson had two gigantic misses. I mean, the, the first one that he missed couldn't have been more wide open. It's one of those where you look at it and you say, he was too wide open. He had too much time to think about it. And he kind of got out of his own rhythm. He tried to take the rhythm dribble, which I'm a big fan of. And that didn't even work. And then he took that three, which I thought was crazy, with 20-some-odd seconds left, 26. It was open in transition, um, but I thought down one, that was, a, that was an opportunity to get a better shot. But, hey, he took it. He missed it. That's where Marcus Smart got the foul. If Smart had, had made the shot, uh, made both free throws, then the Jimmy Butler thing might have gone differently, but that would have at least only tied the game. And maybe things would have gone a little bit differently at the end, but regardless, the Celtics caught some breaks. They caught some luck. They also defended really well. They defended Jimmy Butler very well. They defended Bam out of bio very well. Four of 16 shooting. Uh, they did, they've done a good job on him. The Celtics continue to make the same mistakes, though. Really, really focused on Jimmy Butler. And they give up Caleb Martin. 21 points for Caleb Martin. Four of eight from three. Can't do that. Gabe Vincent, three of six from three. Can't do that. Uh, the Celtics survived some of those mistakes. But got to give them credit for fighting and playing to the very end. This now is a signature moment. Finally, these playoffs have a signature moment. 
for the Celtics. Finally, this is more than just the annoying playoff run because the Hawks series was annoying because they they couldn't they should have closed it out sooner. The Sixers series was annoying because it looked like they were dead in game six and they had to finish it off in seven. The Heat series is definitely annoying because they very clearly could have not gone down three nothing. This series could be over as well. But here we are. And now, because of this putback, it doesn't change everything that happened, but it sheds a different light on it because now you're getting the the luck, right? Everything that has gone wrong for the Celtics was always self-inflicted wounds. And everything that went right was, hey, they're they're just good. Now they're starting to get lucky. Things are starting to kind of break their way. The Duncan Robinson misses, you know, a couple of a couple of other plays where the, you know, it, it just it just goes their way. They get a, a, a couple of lucky bounces. The the offensive rebound, Derek White just getting that that lucky rebound. I mean, in pure luck, absolute pure luck that that fell off to his side, right? He was there. You, you manufacture your own luck, right? You put yourself in a position to make a play, and yeah, the ball, you had to get lucky for that ball to come off, but White was in position to do something. He wasn't lazy, right? He didn't just stand there and watch and say, oh, let's see if that goes in, and then it could if it came off, Let's just pretend he didn't crash and everything went the same. I would have been sitting here screaming about why didn't you corner crash? That was an opportunity for a putback. That's why you take the shot with a few seconds left. That's the lesson you learned from Philly. I don't know if I finished making that point earlier, but I'm making it now. When the Celtics didn't get a shot off in Philly, this is the lesson. Take the shot with an opportunity to to put it back to to get yourself second chances. That's the lesson from Game Four in Philadelphia, and Marcus addressed that. And and so, credit to Derek White for creating his own luck. The ball went to a place where he was because he worked hard to get there. Now this this there's this feeling of like, wait a second, there's actually like a little bit of magic here now. Right. There's a little bit of that magical run going on because to come back from 3-0, no matter what the disparity is, right? I've been saying from the beginning, this is a team that can do it. This is a you know, the odds are against it, and I'm not gonna bet on it, but this is a team. If any team can do it, this can do it. And then everybody started kind of saying the same thing. But I've been saying that since they were down 3-0. This is the team. This team's talented. This is the two seed against the eighth seed. This is the team. If anybody's gonna do it, they can do it. And you still need a little bit of luck to pull that off. And now they're getting that luck. Now you're starting to feel that little bit of magic. This is the signature moment. Now, from a storyteller perspective, now you've got the, the, the high from the beginning of the season, the low point, the high point of getting to you know the 57 wins, uh, winning a series against Atlanta, winning a game seven with Jason Tam's big performance. And the low point again, the real low. This is the this is where the hero gets tested, right? This is the adversity. And you need to catch a break. 
The storyteller loves the little break, the little the little luck that falls into the the hero's lap. There's always in any movie or story a little bit of luck that happens, right? Well, this is it. Now go back to Boston in game 7 and finish the job. The story is being written. Finish the job. We can talk about how well they match up against Denver after Monday. But it's right there for them. They've done the hard work. Now do the last bit. 48 more minutes. 48 minutes of figuring it out. Personally, I don't think Miami has anything left. I think this is exactly why Spo sat Jimmy Butler at the end of game five when it was still in the high to mid-teens and Boston, as you can see, uh, you saw it in this game, Boston with a fourth quarter lead, 16 points at one point in game five. It felt like, boy, if, if Miami really wanted to try here, they could maybe, maybe make a run. But he didn't want to make a run. He didn't want to make it so, hey, let's try to maybe win this game. Spo sat Bam out of bio, and he sat Jimmy Butler, especially Jimmy, for this run. This was the game, and it almost worked. It almost worked. They took everything Boston had. Boston went up by 13 at one point. They were up nine with three minutes to go or so, and Jimmy Butler made the run. He had just enough left in the tank to make that run after sucking the whole game. This was it. And Boston catches that break. And after the game, Spo was like, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to go do it. It was, it was, it was defiance. It wasn't confidence. It was more defiance at that point. I don't know. And obviously, it's game seven. Anything can happen, right? Caleb Martin can go off for 40 for all I know because Caleb Martin is like a god at this point. As long as they don't play Cody Zeller again, they'll be fine. Um, but you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen in Boston. Game seven is weird. But I think Boston going home with this win, with the crowd, the crowd knows. Celtics fans, I know you know, and some of you might be going to the game, and I know you know how important this game is. The fans are going to be amped up. It's Monday night, Memorial Day. People have had their barbecues. They're going to the game. They're going to be a little lit. It's going to be fun. It's going to be loud. And I think it's going to be that little bit of extra juice that the Celtics need and maybe in the fourth quarter, like this, when they're up nine or ten, a little a little home cooking can finally be what gets them to push that little bit extra, that little bit to maybe turn it into a 15-point game, 16, 17, closing the game out. Miami doesn't have it. I think this was it. I honestly I think this was it. So go home, play your best basketball. Finish the job. And hey, I'm going to keep my promise. I called these guys pandas because 
They need three-point shooting to live just like pandas need bamboo to live. That's the only way they need to live. Well, guess what? I said if they win game game four, if they win game seven, if they win this thing, I'm going to podcast in a Kung Fu Panda costume. And this is very fitting. They shot seven of 35 from three. It took me 25 minutes to get to the point where they shot seven of 35 from three. And Miami shot 14 of 30. And the Celtics still won the game. Three-point shooting, which has been the bellwether. That's been the thing. You don't have to look at any other column when it comes to the Celtics. If I were to look at this and say, oh, they shot 7 of 35, Miami shot 14 of 30, yeah, they lost. Boston lost probably by 8 or 10. That they won this game, the way they won this game, working their butts off, very impressive. Shutting me up, actually. I call them pandas because I said pandas live on bamboo and only bamboo, just like the Celtics live on three-point shooting and only three-point shooting, and they can't win a, a game any other way. And here they are, winning three games. The first, the, you know, winning game, games five and six, three-point shooting was huge. Winning this without the three-point shooting is, is just monster. So I said on Twitter, yeah, I called them pandas, and – <laughs> if they came back and win, they, yeah, they're they're kung fu panda. Then they, they they show some toughness. So I will, if they win on Monday, get a kung fu panda costume and podcast, which means I got to sign off here and get onto Amazon and see if I can get some prime shipping over here. They didn't pay me to say that. I'm just saying I need to get myself a, a kung fu panda costume fast because. My money, it won't be the post game podcast. I'm not bringing a panda costume to the to the garden, but on Tuesday, yeah, I'll have to do a, a, a podcast on a panda costume Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on when it ships. That's it's on you, Boston, on you, Celtics. You want to put me in a panda costume for the uh, a podcast? I'll gladly do it. All right, I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, with much more on this game. So subscribe if you haven't subscribed. If you're a new listener, if you're a new watcher, welcome aboard. Uh, I know this is about the time where a lot of people kind of hop in and, and decide whether they want to become a subscriber, become a regular listener or watcher. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I do this Monday through Friday with bonus podcasts. I think when the when the finals come along, uh, I'll, I'll try to throw as many possible podcasts out there. I will be traveling to Denver if the Celtics do win. So uh, there will be some travel issues. Maybe I, I can't podcast on travel days necessarily. But there, there will be. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out for you. I'll figure it out. So subscribe. Watch the show on YouTube. Hop into the comments section. We'll see. I say it every time now. How Fewer and fewer Miami fans. Fewer and fewer. I kind of want to hear what you got to say, Miami Heat fans. Where are you? What do you got to say now? People laughed when I said the Celtics can do this. And here they are, Game 7 Monday night. Subscribe. And if you are a subscriber, every dayer, love the fact that you're with me every day. Thank you so, so much. I see Celtics fans around here, people coming up to me saying hi on the road. It's the best feeling in the world. So thank you so much. I'd love it if you'd share the podcast, tell your friends and everybody. 
that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.